Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Positively Midwest. I'm Steve Jurens and across from me as always is my lovely wife, Catherine. Well hello there. How are you doing today? Very good. Very, very good. I'm super, super excited because the guest in episode 67 is Zane Lamprey. Zane, would you like to say hi to everyone? I would. You let me know when that's uh, okay to do so. Now is... I don't want to interrupt this amazing intro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're quite the professional. Um, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I would say professional is definitely not the key word when it comes to us. <laughs> tell, tell me where you guys are both geographically and physically at this moment Mm, physically uh we are exactly in what we call our office (laughs) slash studio in castlewood south dakota (laughs) okay we live in a town Um, of 600 people (laughs) um oh wow wow what is what is what is the um uh hold on a second hey mel did you want to say hi (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, my wife just brought me a glass of water. That's awesome. We we want to hook up with her, too, and talk about the rescue stuff sometime and the yeah. fostering. I think she faded away down the hall someplace. She <laughs> ran, ran real um, fast. So, so, yeah, what is the closest city that you guys are, are near? I'm, I'm so, you know, from, I've always been very interested in geography uh, and maps. And, and, and especially traveling the world i always like to know like i always like to know where i am like very specifically Mm -hmm. and then i when i'm when i talk to people i like to know where they're from because you know a lot has to do with where we live where we grew up that kind of thing well are you familiar now i'm looking at oh are you familiar with sioux falls south dakota at all that's the biggest yes of course sure okay yeah yeah. so we're an hour and a half north of that yeah, I'm looking at it. It's like you guys have like, like you could, you, some people say like you could throw a rock and not hit anything. You guys could like <laughs> shoot a missile. <laughs> yeah, we've been very fortunate. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, being in the Midwest like that this, been, it's it's been nice for the, you know, the recent COVID events. We've kind of at least been able to go outside and enjoy some nature. Yeah, we have no And so you're like... I was gonna say you're like you're like an hour and a half north of Sioux Falls, and maybe what two and a half uh, west of Minneapolis, kind of. About three from Minneapolis, three three and a half. We'll be seeing yeah. you there on September first. You know. Well, I I, 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 I meant if Steve was driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty close. Yeah, we're gonna be at the with you yeah. at the Uta Pills. I had to learn how to pronounce that. The brewery. I did too. I did too. And and looking looking at. Um, uh, how it's, um, uh, I, sorry. And is my connection good? Yeah, you're good. Coming through hot. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I thought I dropped off completely. Nope. <laughs> I, I have like a few networks in my house that I was like, I, for some reason, none of them work great. So I have to bounce all between them. So yeah. Um, you, is it, it's Uda pills, not Uda pills. It's Uda pills. Yeah. Uda pills. Uda pills. Yeah. Um, that was, I mean, that is going to be an, an amazing show. We, we sold out so quickly. I mean, like in three days, that show sold out. Uh, I think right now it's at COVID numbers. So maybe on April 15th, there'll be more tickets, but I expect those ones to go quickly as well. And it's, it's, it's interesting. I have, you know, so this is about positivity. So here's the, posit, the, the positivity of this one. 
like we have reached we like my team so it'd be myself my wife mel and geo the, the tour manager um the teams the team so far we're reaching out and 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 booking my stand-up show at breweries across the country and we're doing about 90 shows wow. the first the first 39 were like so easy to book but it wasn't like 39 in the calendar like it's not like it's not like the first 39 shows it was it was just the thir- the 39 easiest shows to to uh to book because you know breweries are not set up for doing stand up you know they they're set up to brew beer and have people come in and 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 drink but they're not necessarily set up for big stand up kinds of shows so the second 39 shows have been a challenge and then there's going to be another group of like you know 12 shows at the end or whatever that are just like so difficult like it's the, it's the weirdest places like Seattle has proved to be difficult to find a, a location Portland Detroit Pittsburgh Cleveland those are like the toughest ones so far but um but we we're managing we're 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 making concessions and sometimes they're in the brew house sometimes the shows are outside sometimes they're in the tent but it's every show is just going to be unique and and so amazing and I cannot wait to get out there and and travel for so many reasons to see the country to get out there and entertain people to just leave my house you know (laughs) so now because you usually with the tv show you travel the world but do you normally travel the united states as much I I'm always traveling so so I'm definitely like uh for one reason or another I'm I'm on the road normally 50% of the time from, from June, um, from June until Christmas, I will be gone so much. I'll, I'll, in, in September, I'm in, I'm home. I'm in my house for four days of September. Wow. Um, and a lot of the months are kind of like that, but you know, we, we had 70 shows that we were going to do for 2020 and now we're kind of, people really want this show right now. Like I think people want entertainment and go to breweries and all this kind of stuff. So now it's like, we're, we're, we're just, um, you know, adding as many shows as we can just based on, I think the calendar and then my sanity, because <laughs> I've never done, I've never done 90 shows in six months. I don't even know what it's going to be like. Um, so we're just kind of preparing for that. And, I just have to make sure that every single show is is my best show. You know, like every every show needs to be amazing. That that does make me think. How do you stay? If there's any advisement there, how do you stay positive and a good mindset to, you know, keep traveling and got to wake up at early and your you know your sleep patterns are all messed up and you don't get to see your wife more than likely every day and your your pets. So what do you do? Yeah, I mean, you know, Mel will be with me probably 40, 35, 40% of the time. Um, and as far, I mean, like I'm just, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an upbeat guy. Of course I got, I got, you know, crappy days, but like, uh, I, if I'm doing a show, like I'm where I need to be, you know, like I turned, I turned 49 this year and I think people like turning 48 sucked because <laughs> It was in the quarantine. I, I had a show that I was supposed to do last year that was canceled. I have a show that was, I was producing was canceled. The tour was canceled. And it's like, I'm 49 years old. I'm stuck in my house. This is horrible. And now at 49, 
I have other, you know, shows that we're talking about. I'm doing a tour. My apparel company is doing great. Like, so like everything is great. So I don't mind. I don't mind turning 49. Mm. I don't mind. I wouldn't mind turning 60 if I was, <laughs> um, you know, if I was doing what I love, which is now what it is. So it's not difficult to stay positive while I'm out there traveling. Maybe it's, 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 it's more difficult to stay positive, you know, in, in 2020 when every day is like the net last and there's no light at the end of the tunnel, you know, those, those kind of dark days, you know, right in the middle of it. We're just like, wait a second. I thought there was, this was two weeks. Now we're in, you know, six months. <laughs> well, and you brought up your uh, apparel company and that's a, um, the adventure with the three brand that you have. And so yeah. that, you know, you're all about um, helping the environment with the trees too. Can you explain why that was a passion for you? Well, um, you know, the truth of it is I traveled around the world and I got to see some really amazing places, but I also saw some, some crappy things. And I, I saw that generally speaking, we're not, uh, as, as, as humanity, we're really not putting the environment first. Mm-hmm. We're treating it like a renewable resource when all of it is, is very finite. Um, and so, you know, I, my, my, my real passion is helping out animals and, and wildlife and, and creatures that are having to um, adapt their life to, to live alongside us when we encroach into their, uh, you know, their, their homes, their habitats. And so I, I really wanted to help out animals, but if you pick a specific animal or if you do some things, you can kind of rub people the wrong way. And it's not that I'm trying to avoid conflict per se. I'm, it's just that I'm trying to inspire people rather than, you know, like I have friends that are like vegans, right? And, and their, their Instagram feed is all about ve- being a vegan and now the horrible things about eating meat. And you're just like, you know, I'm, I don't turn on Instagram to make myself feel sick to my stomach. So I'm going to turn your feet off. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I can appreciate your, your perspective, but I, but I, I don't want to see that. And, and therefore you're no longer talking to me. And so with adventure, so adventure is ADV three N T U R E. As you mentioned, the first E is a three because we plant three trees with every purchase. And we just want to stay on people's mind about like, Hey, let's plant some trees. If you hate trees, it's, it is a fact you are an asshole. <laughs> like, 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 you know, you can't hate trees. And so I can talk about planting trees and you're like, yeah, I might, I might not be passionate about them, but I don't hate what your mission is. Right. So, so we're trying to sort of get the word out there. And we, again, you know, in 2020, we had a bunch of tree plantings uh, planned and stuff like that. And we worked with some great, uh, nonprofits like uh, Green Forest work um, out of the Appalachian region, which plant trees and, and strip mined areas of that region. Of which, by the way, there are over a million acres of strip mined, uh, I call it wilderness because it's not wilderness anymore, um, that they're trying to, um, you know, repopulate trees and stuff like that. So, you know, we're, we're just, from from what I've seen, we need as it is humanity. We need a nice little kick in the butt, and so I'm I'm tiptoeing into it at this point. Um, you know, buy any any of our products from Adventure, we'll plant three trees, and then you know, want to have plantings and 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 build a community that again, like we we if 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 we're going to really make a difference, we need to keep it fun because if we keep it serious, people are going to start tuning out. So we have to just kind of 
get in there, get people understanding what, what we're saying and understanding why it's important and then kind of move on from there. See, and that's amazing because, you know, with your TV shows, you kind of have a wild reputation. But then it's like once you kind of <laughs> dive into like reading about your mission on the website, you about kind it. of see. What's, what is, what, that's so funny. I, I, <laughs> I guess that makes sense, but I've never thought about it like that. So what's my reputation? Well, I mean, you know, the TV shows, it's you're showing everybody these different drinking, you know, um, hobbies yeah. of to the extreme in some sense and then you're teaching them their cultural ways yeah. of hangovers yeah. you know yeah. so it's kind of a, a wilder side of all of the drinking tv yeah that's true that's true and, <laughs> and again that's that that goes to the idea that if we were out there educating <clears throat> people about the different spirits and wine and beer and traditions and stuff like that and we were just coming from an educational standpoint that people would tune us out. People want to be entertained. They, you know, they, they want, they want to be able to have a good time and, and sort of unplug from reality for a bit while they watch, you know, any, any of the shows that I've done. So yeah, I guess, I guess that would be my <laughs> reputation. Me and Tommy Lee, you know, and Kid Rock, we're all like these wild guys. <laughs> yeah. But then it's like your mission to, you know, help provide oxygen and everything else is pretty amazing. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, we are definitely avid supporters of your uh, um, apparel. We've got parkas, and I've got one of the original drinking jackets from back in the day. Thanks, email, for popping in just now. And then... Um, <laughs> All the plebeious. <laughs> uh, yep, we got the some drinking games with the pong and the dice games and um, some hats. And, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, you know, we, we, we did... Um, you know, I'll tell you just about that. So we were making all of our stuff overseas with, with responsible environment, you know, environmental responsible companies. We did a lot of uh, due diligence to make sure the companies that we were working with, that, that were our manufacturers that were, they were, were green companies. They were premium apparel companies or manufacturers, but they were also uh, environmentally um, uh, conscious and, 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 and forward. And so I made a decision to bring all manufacturing back into the U S um, at the beginning of 2020, before the pandemic, so in January, and we started working with U.S. manufacturers and everything, and um, it was, you know, in the apparel space of U.S. manufacturing with the companies that we worked with, it was horrible. It was a horrible experience on so many levels, and and not the environmentally conscious, uh, uh, you know, thought you know, and mo- motivations that you, that you would, would hope for. And so we're actually been doing, um, you know, building a report internally and found out that we're actually, um, it's, we have a lower carbon footprint and are producing, you know, uh, our, our more env- environmentally uh, sustainable manufacturing when we do work with uh, certain overseas manufacturers. So, you know, the parka, the windbreaker, some of the stuff that you guys maybe that you have um, that we were going to have to stop making because USA manufacturing was not at a level to be able to produce that stuff. We're now going back to making it. So, um, and I, you know, I'm, I, I would have loved to have manufactured stuff domestically. And I think that would have been, that would have been an amazing situation, but I think I was a little too pie in the sky and I got warned by so many manufacturers, like it's not possible, but I, 
you know, I nearly sunk the ship trying to do it. Mm. And now we're back, um, you know, working with Vietnam and India and, and, and some, some great, um, great, great overseas companies to, to make that stuff. So it's just, it's just funny when you mentioned the parka, you know, I mean, I, 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 I think, I, I think it's not an opinion. Like the adventure parka is a, is a beautiful piece of apparel. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. So we're just like, we, we love that jacket and we're just excited to be, to be making it again because we thought if we were making stuff in the U S we wouldn't be able to, especially in the, uh, 30 below South Dakota weather that baby holds right up. And that's no lie. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. We went, we tried to find the cold, the coldest day in California when we were um, field testing those jackets, <laughs> we went up to Sequoia national park in the Sierras and it was like negative 17. Oh, wow. The coldest we could find it was, it, we, we got, we literally went out at night on the coldest night. I don't remember what the month was, um, we stayed overnight with like five of us in the company. We went outside with our parkas on and we're like, okay, they hold up. We, it was like, it was like, I don't know, like three in the morning or whatever. <laughs> uh, was there drinking involved? I don't know. I don't, you know, let's, those are the details. I don't remember. Um, but, but like, but yeah, we, we tried it out. So have you guys tried those and, and you know, you're very cold winters. Uh, yes. I've had mine for two winters for sure. And yeah. uh, the most recent one, what was it? The twenty. 2019 one, I guess it was yeah. a whole week of like 30 below around here. Cars didn't weren't even starting, and that, my god, that baby was I was toasty. Yeah, good, perfect, perfect. <laughs> yeah, mission accomplished. Yes, you do good work. So, thank you. So, uh, thank you, Zane Lamprey. Tell me a little bit about I used to sell TVs and appliances, um, a long time ago, and in South Dakota, we had like 10 or 12 HD channels coming out and uh, HDNet and Mojo was one of them. And I come across this show called Three Sheets and I was like, this dude is funny as shit. Uh, I'm going to keep watching these. So we went home and started watching them. So I might understand you were like, were you at like a regional place or were you like a Best Buy or Circuit City or something? We were uh, considered locally owned. He started it in this very small town actually in like 1956. So at the time, I was one of fourteen stores in Watertown. And so, when, and when you say that, that's how you saw me. Was it was it because you got a deal on an HDTV, or you watched it at the store? Oh yeah, I walked. I uh, worked there. Was a salesman, so I watched it. And then you know they didn't have very many shows or channels, so they would just right. loop them over and over. And so I watched your show a bunch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was really. Man, that was some of the magic is that at that time, I think there were legitimately like when, 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 when the show came out, there were legitimately five to seven HD channels. That was it. So when people went and bought an HD TV and they went home, I'm going to watch HD. And they're like, oh, wait a second. None of them, none of these channels are HD. I have to go up to these, like, you know, a few networks and watch it. Remember discovery channel at the time was just doing like, like shots of the jungle for an hour. You know yep. what I mean? <laughs> yep. And, and so Mojo was HD was in an H, you know, NHD and they, um, they didn't have a lot of programming. And so three sheets was the most popular show on the network. And so they ran the crap out of it. They would do marathons every weekend and whatever. So like it, it just, I was lucky because so many people got to see me because they were basically forced into watching it, which, <laughs> Which is which is great, you know. 
I mean, we're people are still talking about it. That show came out in 2006, and people people still talk about it every day. It's it's great. <laughs> it's great because it was in HD, right? Mm-hmm. When a lot of shows made in 2006 in that time frame were made in standard def. If my show was made in standard def, people wouldn't still be watching it. Well, it's very true, yeah. And it was funny and it was unique, too. I mean, it, it wasn't one of those, uh, you know, cliche-style um, traveling, drinking, eating type shows, you know. So, um, And then you you transitioned after that. So you did Drinking Made Easy. That had quite a few episodes um, along yeah. with uh, Chug. But that one was through a fundraiser, which I think we might have threw a couple dollars into that one. But, yeah, that was kind yeah, of a fundraiser, was, right? Yeah, that was a, so that was done through Kickstarter. So there's about 50 episodes of Three Sheets, about 60 of Drinking Made Easy. And then that network went off the air. So we, um, uh, we then, yeah, Kickstarted Chug. Uh, and then... Then, then, then I think it was like two years ago, Drink TV came on the scene, and then they funded um, six episodes of Four Sheets, mm-hmm. and that was supposed to be they were supposed to just be cranking through those shows. But when that network came out, they basically they basically ran out of money, or when that when that when the show came out, they basically ran out ran out of money. So that network went away. Oh, um, but but I I mean I I have conversations about drinking shows. Uh, with networks on a, on a weekly basis. And it's just a matter of one that a, I want to do and one that, you know, they want me to do. So some, you know, there, there's been ones that they've wanted me to do that I haven't wanted to do. And at this point, I mean, I'm, uh, you know, I, I've been at the whim of networks and, and their ups and downs and their staffing changes and the whims of their executives and stuff like that. And I've, um, you know, I, I've, I've, I've just been like, okay, look, if a show comes along, great, but I'm going to plan a tour. I'm going to go on tour. I got stories to tell. You know, when I did my Drinking Made Easy uh, tour, which I think the closest we came to you guys was pr- probably Minneapolis. Did you go by any chance? You, did you go and see it? Mm-mm. Drinking Made Easy stand-up? So, so I did stand-up there, and that was while we were shooting the first season of Drinking Made Easy. So I couldn't very well go and do stand-up about three sheets while I was promoting this new uh, show called Drinking Made Easy. So a lot of these like three sheets stories, you know, about getting drunk in Russia with a machine gun or, you know, <laughs> getting drunk with this guy in, Paris, in, in, in Champagne, France, like, or, you know, streaking with Guy Fieri may or may not have happened. Um, <laughs> like all, all the, all these like stories that I just, I've been waiting to tell. So now I'm going off and I'm telling like like half of them. I'm I'm not going to go on and tell stories for two hours. You know, I'll tell stories for maybe an hour, but we have an opener and um, it's, you know, we're doing collaboration beers with all the breweries. Um, Uda pills being one of them. Um, So it's, 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 we were getting ready for this last year, getting excited. And then we got, you know, the door shut in our face by COVID and we couldn't be more excited about getting on the road this year. So I was looking at your website, and it says you have two world records. What's that? I do. I do. I have a world record for um, the uh, the longest continual uh, uh, pot live podcast. Oh. So I did a podcast for twenty five hours. Oh. And it was all, it was all Guinness, 
approved and everything like that. But, and we had a lawyer there and we had witnesses there and we, and I, and we, I had guests come in. I mean, it was, it was insane. I was talking. I couldn't stop talking. I could go to the bathroom. I couldn't take a nap, nothing. And I went for 26 hours, 20, 25 or 26 hours. And, um, we had to videotape the whole thing to submit it. And then my, my, you know, the guy that worked for me that was recording it lost the recording, oh, um, lost the video recording because you can't submit an audio. Cause they're like, Oh, maybe that was like cut up and spliced. So they needed a continual video and they lost it. So, but, but I did it, you know, and it's, you know, I still had the record. I don't know if I still would have it, but, um, the other one is savoring, um, 31 bottles of champagne and <laughs> uh, under a minute. And the reason that that's like, you know, that wasn't that difficult, but practicing is expensive. And then getting the 31 bottles of champagne to break the record with is also expensive. So, you know, Mark Cuban footed the bill for that one. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I, I'd, I'd love to go and try to break that record at some point. Holy so yeah, those are my, those are my, those are my two world records. What did you just like beer bong them all? Or how do you do that in under a minute? Uh, oh no, you, 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 uh, you savor. I didn't drink them. You thought I drank them. Oh, I thought you said savor. Like, Oh no. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. Wow. What is the capacity of my stomach? No, yeah, like, see ya. So, so I, I use a, a sword to, uh, to open the bottles. Okay. So I opened 31 bottles in a minute. Okay. Sure. Now I remember that from your four sheets intro. I think you did. You I did. I learned it in three sheets in New York city. Not in the champagne episode. They would. I don't think they would ever do that over there. Um, <laughs> and then I did it. I brought it back and drinking made easy. And then I did it in my stand-up tour. I did it every night. I would, I would saber a bottle, and then Steve would stand, uh, maybe 25, 30 feet away, and catch the the cork uh, <laughs> in a um, in his catcher in his catcher's mitt and, and stuff like that. So <laughs> that's incredible. But but no Steve. But no Steve this time. So. You know, Steve came along and joined me on, on three sheets for about oh, maybe six episodes or so. And then he was my co-host in Drinking Made Easy. Um, he, he came along and chug. He didn't, he didn't come along in four sheets. Uh, and now he's not coming on this tour because he doesn't drink anymore. Because he drank enough. Mm-hmm. He's full. He's done. <laughs> wow. Well, if you need another Steve, I'm available. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you. I don't know if that's a, a hat that you, that you uh, that Catherine wants you to wear. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't keep up with him, anyways. Probably no, or you. You, would, you wouldn't want to. That's why he's done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have to ask, how did Plepius come to be? Um. So I had um, an idea, and I was at the airport about to shoot the very first episode of Three Sheets, and I grabbed this little stuffed monkey, and I was like like in the airport. I was like, I'm going to hide this monkey in, uh, in the show. And, um, and I did, and I was, I had to tell the, the, you know, the producer, this is, this is, I mean, nobody really even knew each other at that point. Like that would know that I would be doing weird stuff. And, um, and so I told Mike Kelly, the executive producer, who was also the director out in the field. I said, by the way, you know, you see me put this monkey in the background of every scene here or, you know, of some of the scenes, here's what I'm doing is like, Oh, that's amazing. But I have to tell the network and they have to get their lawyers involved and whatever. So I was like, okay, well that's fine. So, so it was, it was fun while it lasted. And then they, um, uh, we got back home 
and they and and Mike calls me up with the lawyers, you know, like I don't know, three weeks later, and like, well, Zane, so we heard you want to turn the show into a drinking game. I'm like, yeah, like, so yeah, um, and I was ready for them to just like, you know, tell me I couldn't do it. They're like, so it's like, you know, the, the monkeys are rule. Like, what other rules can we come up with? I'm like, oh, oh, we're doing this. Oh, okay, yeah, great. Uh, so. When I talk about my buddy Steve and all this kind of stuff, and they said, "By the way, what's the name of the monkey?" And I was like, uh, "Polyblius." <laughs> I literally, I, I was like trying to come up with something that sounded Greek and fancy. I don't know. That was it. So you just pulled that right out of your it. ass. That, that exactly. I mean, it's not. It's nothing. Nothing impressive. No one can even say the name right. <laughs> so you know. It's like, I might as well name him like Gerbily Glop, whatever, because <laughs> no one can remember his name. Like, so, so yeah, so that, so that's it. And then, and then I started making, um, I think he was a Thai beanie baby. And then I was getting permission from Thai at beanie babies to, um, rename that monkey from his name was swinger to rename him into Pleplius. And then there was a CEO change and everything. And they said, no, you can't do it. I was like, uh, okay, well I, you know, this was like, that was like a month, several months in the making. So I then for my shirt, I ended up then making, instead of making like a photo or anything of like the beanie baby, I just did a silhouette. And so that's what the Pleplius logo is. It's a, it's a silhouette of the, of the beanie baby, which I was originally using. I mean, it's, it's changed a little bit over years, but that's kind of, that's kind of the evolution of, of, of Pleplius. That's awesome. So weird. It's so weird. <laughs> so what is one of the most difficult things that you've had to deal with um, in either the entertainment business or just something you feel comfortable sharing and how you overcame that and uh, it grew some positivity out of it? You know, the, the, the thing that people have to realize when they specifically like move out here or even don't, because you don't necessarily have to necessarily, you know, like move out to Hollywood anymore, but people still do it. Like, you know, when you move out here, you have to be prepared for rejection and more prepared than you might think, because you might have been the most talented kid in your high school or the most, you know, handsome or beautiful person in your high school, whatever it is. And you come out here and you're just a person, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of full of like, I remember one time I went to this audition and they were like, they wanted this, they wanted a, a guy who kind of looked like Hank Azaria. And then when I was like younger and skinnier, I guess I kind of did a little bit. Um, and he, he was in, um, um, uh, in, in Godzilla. I, I, people don't know who he was. And so I ended up going to this audition cause the, ca the casting director was a friend of mine. Hey, come audition. We need a Hank Azaria type. You'll be good. And basically come, come audition. If you get the part, you'll have to, you'll get to go to Japan to shoot this commercial, which is basically like a Godzilla commercial. And, um, <laughs> the, um, uh, so I, I went, you know, I rushed over there and opened the door. And when I walked in, uh, every, every everyone that in the room looked like Hank Azaria way, way more than me. And so it was just kind of like, just a nice little slap in the face of like, even when you think you, you have your career under control, you don't, you're not, you're, you're, you're at the whim of others. And, um, and that's kind of, even when this like, and, and, you know, when I moved out here, that was like 20, 
six years ago. And it's, it's like the rejection does not stop. You know, the, your, your, your show might be great, might be doing amazing, might be the best show on the network and then it gets canceled or you have another show that's a pilot and everyone loves it. And then the network executives, there's a huge shakeup and like that's lost. Like now I've done so many pilots and so many shows and, and even like now when I'm calling a brewery, I might call a brewery like, like Udipils in Minneapolis. And they're just like, Oh my God, Zane. Yes. We'd love to have the show. Come on, let's do it, whatever. And then you call another brewery and they're like, who are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so like, you want to add 300 people come to our brewery? Like, no, thanks. Sorry. Bye. And you know, so like, it just, it just doesn't stop. You just, you just have to have thick skin and, and learn to laugh about it, which I mean, I laughed about it since, since, since the beginning. Um, and you just persevere and it just kind of, it just, it all kind of, it works out. It doesn't like work out like, Oh, it works. It's like, it works out because you just keep pounding and pounding and pounding and make it work. So, I mean, that, that's, that's where if I wasn't such a positive person, I would have absolutely given up and just moved away. And of course you think about it, but, um, you know, I've, I've pers- persevered and I'm, I'm happy where, where my professional and personal life is, which is a great place to be when you're, you know, pushing 50. That's like, you know, finding that gratitude in everything that you've gone through to put you where you are now. Yeah. And it's like, then you're the truly yeah. the happiest person ever. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, that's why I think people liked the you know, three sheets and drinking made easy is because I, you could tell that I was always happy to be there. It wasn't like, you know, sometimes you could tell if somebody's just not happy or faking it or whatever it is. So I try to always be genuine about that. Um, I talked with, um, this is a, this is an f- interesting name drop story, but it's a good one. <laughs> I, on my 33rd birthday, I met George Clooney at a bar and we were talking and I was like, you have a reputation of, of being like such a nice guy. Oh, I remember I was talking to him because my, my friend's brother was an actor and did a movie with him or whatever. So we're just kind of hanging out with him. And, and, and this guy came up and said, hi, I just wanted to meet you to George Clooney. And George is like, nice to meet you. And the guy's like, okay, thanks. And George is like, wait, wait, what was your name? Oh, it's Andy. Andy, nice to meet you. What do you do? Uh, I'm an actor. Have you done anything? Uh, no, I'm, I'm trying. Okay, stick with it. And then, and then the guy walked away and I was just like, wow, you, he was, he was just, he was happy just to meet you. You, you then really made his day and turned that into like something you'll never remember. And I know you have a reputation for that. And like, why, like, why are you, why are you still, still nice? You know? And he's like, you know, I didn't make it until I was 33 years old. And I had done so many pilots. He actually did a show called ER before like a sitcom called ER before the show ER. Oh, and, and so like, he just done so much stuff and he's like, ah, you know, I've gotten just kicked in the face so many times that like now then when something good happens, I appreciate it. And it was, it was just good. It didn't change my thoughts or the way that I deal with things, but it was nice to just kind of to hear that. And that's just always how I've been. I, I, I would assume if I would have gotten big when I moved out here, when I was 23 years old, um, I probably, I was 23 years old. I probably would have gotten a big head and I probably would have done some stupid stuff and, you know, pissed off the wrong person and whatever ups and downs and, and, and whatever it is. But you know, I, I kind of just clawed my way 
you know, the whole time up as high as I could get and I'm still kind of clawing at it. So, but, but I like, I like what I'm doing. I don't even mind like the rejection part of it because I'm, I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm not doing a job that I don't appreciate. I'm out there doing what I love and I'm able to, you know, make a living doing it. That's perfect. Cause I think that touches on so many different things, you know, not just sticking it out, but sometimes when you think that, uh, you deserve something and it didn't happen for you. Maybe it's setting you up for something in the future and uh, that perseverance, you know, to just keep your keep your head up and stay positive. Use those all as like uh, learning experiences. And then, you know, everything will work out for you, I think, in your favor if you just stay positive and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even, it's funny. I, I don't ever, I don't necessarily ever think that I deserve anything. Um, there was something funny. I mean, this is still like on the table, but there's a show and they called me. They're like, yeah, we're looking for, you know, the Anthony Bourdain of drinking and your name came up and I was like, okay. (laughs) And I was like, I, you know, I've been called the Anthony Bourdain of drinking by a lot of people, including Anthony Bourdain. Like he called me the Anthony Bourdain of drinking, you know? Wow. And, And so like, I, if you, if, if you ever want to call me something like, you know, people have said it can we call you the Anthony Bourdain of drinking? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a little more upbeat than Anthony was, but, um, but he's just kind of funny when they call me about that show and they're like, yeah, I'm like, who else are you talking to? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't necessarily think that like I deserve this, but like who, who, who deserves it more than me? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like, honestly, like, who are you talking to? Like what it, I, I'd love to know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's, that's a show that like, I don't know. I'm waiting to hear back from, but I don't put a lot of eggs in in, in, into any baskets. There's, there's four shows that, that I'm talking to people about right now, uh, two networks, two production companies. And if one goes great, if it doesn't, I don't care. You know why? Because I made my own fate. I, 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 when I got three sheets and I got drinking made easy, I did the best job that I could do and mate and I was always appreciative appreciative and I always made sure that I always put my best foot forward. It's like going off on this tour. It doesn't matter if it's day two or day 82, people will know that, that, that I'm up there and I get, you know, I'll give a hundred percent every single time. And so, you know, that, that this, my current situation is I'm going on the road doing the tour and, and I'm not, you know, the, <laughs> when we did it in 2020, I was like the only, the reason I'm doing a tour um, besides the fact that it's something I want to do and I'd love to do. And I want to tell stories and make people laugh and all that kind of stuff. It's like no production company or no producer or no network can come in and, and stop me. Like this only person that can stop me, only thing that can stop me is God. And the funny thing is, is like he did, right? Because, because <laughs> COVID I was like, Oh shit. All right. All right sorry. I didn't mean to, didn't mean to like throw that one up at you. Like, okay, I'll keep my mouth shut next time. Yeah. Another uh, gratitude moment or something or it's building up the suspense. Oh my God. Yeah. Because like, you know, we started planning this, this tour, uh, right. The one, one will be, you know, happening in 2021. Um, we started planning it January 1st and we, we, we didn't even reach out to anybody until February 1st because we knew that people are like, like, what do you, do you know something we don't know? Like, we don't even know if we'll be open this year, you know, but like we started talking to people in Florida and then Texas and then, and then Oklahoma, like, you know, states that we, that were, we knew that were opening sooner than others. And now we're at a point where most states except like, honestly, like 
you know, at this particular moment in time, you know, like Michigan is still a little wary of when, when they'll be open and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think they, I think they celebrated a little too early there. Um, but, uh, you know, now we're at a point right now where, 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 when we call these places, they're like, yeah, we'd love to have the show. Let's do it. And then if, if for some reason something happens because of COVID, then like, we'll just push the date. Like we'll figure it out. It wasn't like if you would have called places in like last October and said, Hey, we're going to do a tour next year. They'd be like, well then call us next year because we don't know where we'll be. If if we'll even be in business at that point. Yeah. Well, we're extremely, super extremely excited. We did the VIP experience. So we'll nice. We'll nice. Get maybe shake your hand or take a pic or we'll see what the rules are maybe, at that time. But maybe, right? I, yeah. It's funny. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm halfway through my vaccines. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to be by the time the show comes. Um, I don't know if the VIP is going to be me on stage doing Q&A, which is at this point is what it is mm-hmm. or, or if I'll be able to, to, you know, hop down and take, take pictures of people. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, we just have to be smart and be safe, but we know that we're going to have a good time. Um, and I'm pretty confident that I have some good stories to tell. So um, the, the goal is not to do this and then, and then not do it again. The, the, the goal is to do this, make it an amazing time. So you guys are, Hey, Hey, like, we're looking forward to your next show. We're, you know, we're looking forward to coming back to the show next year. So that's kind of what I'm doing. It's like, Hey, you guys can have such a good, people will have such a, a good time that this will be like their annual thing. Right. That's the goal. That's awesome. Well, if you decide you want to venture into South Dakota, our little town of 25,000 that we both work in has two breweries in it. <laughs> yeah, we'll hook you up. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Just the, the prevalence of, of breweries these days, because yeah. You know, when I was doing three sheets, it, like when I was doing three sheets, there was not a uh, craft brewery in Los Angeles. Um, wow. and, 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 and there was not one in the state of Alabama. Wow. And so, and so just to think of how far everything has come and the fact that like we have a small town, it's like, I'll finish a sentence and you have a brewery. Of course you do. Because where would it be? Where would it, where, you know, where would a small town be without a brewery? That's a, that is the modern version of of the pub you know mm-hmm. it's like the pub and the mall like that's where you're gonna go like to like see people you know have a good time hang out sometimes you can you know sometimes there's situations where you can bring the kids sometimes it's like you can play games whatever like so i mean i i'm just i'm just blessed to be able to like go and visit 90 breweries this year i'm excited about it what an experience that would be yeah. killer yeah it'll be fun some hangovers for sure, but it'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure they'll be able to show you some cures or you might know a couple by now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, this has been, uh, um, at this point, to be honest, it's been a pretty cool dream come true for me. Um, watching you back from, from the three sheets days and telling all my friends about you. And, uh, we told a couple, we hooked up the interview and, and they're stoked to hear about it too. They're big fans. Right. So, um, I can't thank you enough, Zane, for doing this. To be honest, it's just uh, it's my 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 pleasure. I I I hate I hate meeting people because I don't want to let them down. I'd rather <laughs> just I'd rather just be what did, Catherine? What did you call me? Something your like wild, a bad boy or something. Your, your <laughs> wild <laughs> reputation. <laughs> a wild reputation. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, like lose that by people. Go, oh, he's just a normal guy. No, no. I'm wild. Damn it. I'm wild. <laughs> Well, I think everyone needs to head on over to your website. Then they can read more about your guys' mission and what you're doing. 
you know, check that out. And then seriously, check out all of your Facebook posts where you're talking about your foster animal yeah. kitties. And yeah, everything if anybody too. is just like, who is this clown? Just go to zanelamprey.com um, and everything's there. You can get to my social through there. You can read about the tour. You can get to the adventure uh, website and all that kind of stuff through there. So like, yeah, look, if someone's listening and, and uh, they, and they want to go and have a good time and, and laugh and drink some amazing beers, like you're, you're our peeps. Go to zanelamprey.com and, and we'll see you at one of the shows. Well, you might want to have Mel back off on some of those cutesy snuggling uh, foster kitty photos if you want to keep your badassery up. Though. I listen. <laughs> I, I can't compete with that. Are you kidding me? No, I don't. <laughs> Knowing that new puppy you had, so cute. Oh my god! Yes, for for today only. I mean, we had him for a while, but now he's we're just sort of babysitting him for one day. That's Archie. Yeah, we we always have we always have a menagerie here. We never really know. Uh, who who will be here so yeah right now i don't know maybe 14 cats and a few dogs wow uh, so yeah we like it we're happy it's an <laughs> amazing heart do, do, doing our part yeah that's all that matters our internal happiness exactly right uh well thank you again zane we appreciate you a lot we can't wait to uh hopefully meet you in person and everything goes off um the chain and uh Maybe we can do a follow-up someday, too. That'd be killer. Let's do it. Let's do it. I appreciate that. You can get me when I am um, have new ideas on positivity. I don't know what that means, but we'll see. <laughs> Perfect. Well, if one of these TV shows launches or something, maybe we'll do a little fun yeah, teaser yeah. about that or something. Perfect. 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 Well, thank you, and tell Mel we said hi, and uh, we really appreciate you. You got it, guys. I'll see you in Minneapolis. Sounds right. great. Thank you. Okay. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. What do you think of that? Oh, my God. I'm so stoked. Zane is such an amazing guy, really. Him <laughs> and Mel, both. I can't wait to meet her, too. Holy shit. I really am excited. So um, I know that, uh, you know, our show is all about positivity. And, uh, you know, this is uh, uh, a different spin on it. I mean, this is very mm-hmm. selfish and personal for, for me because I'm a huge fan of, of Zane Lamprey. And uh, so I reached out to him a long time ago. And, uh, you know, it was kind of the COVID and stuff was going on. And then he said he wants to get some tours going. So then we knew that was coming, mm-hmm. but we didn't know where. So we got our, our tickets. I'm glad we did that day. Yeah, definitely. For the VIP, but hopefully they'll open up more. Go check them out, zanelamprey.com. The upcoming Laughs and Drafts Brewery Tour will be at Uta Pills with him, and we'll get some good experience shots and hopefully share something on the group with that. Uh, otherwise, just follow him. Check out his gear, too. They have funny stuff, funny T-shirts, graphic tees. Uh, there's nice hats and uh, the quality stuff is good. That original drinking jacket I've had is what eight, seven, eight years old. I don't five six. Oh, that the sweatshirt one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's forever. But it's like they truly have like the best mission at heart, wanting mm-hmm. to help inspire and be ethical in the roles. And they're really an amazing company to check out. Yeah, and uh, you know if check out their social media. If you can follow him and his wife Mal Lamprey and. They do fun little videos and stuff every so often, but social media is what you make it, guys. We talk about that too. You know, follow people that are positive. Follow people that uh, are are like minded and appreciate the things that you do. And um, you know, let this be another example of a cool dude that took him in and out of his day to, to hook up with us. So, right. so thank you, Zane. We appreciate you. And uh, should we end this bad boy? Absolutely. All right, John Wayne in the pain. You had a show on tonight. We got to catch some of that too. Why don't you take us out on our own little podcast? 
Thank you all from the bottom of our hearts for listening to the Positively Midwest podcast. Our hope is to inspire, engage each other's thoughts, and leave you with some great advice. Be sure to join our Facebook group and follow us on Instagram at Positively Midwest Podcast. Make sure you like, comment, share, and screenshot our podcast with all of your cool friends. Every little bit helps. We are on most all major platforms, and you can stream it on our website at PositivelyMidwest.com. Thank you, and as always, please always stay positive.